as a society, can I tell you something? We have conversations with each other every day about a variety of topics and subject matters. We attempt to maximize our time and the effect we have on people to leave them with the most return on their value. From a business perspective, however, our website is our conversation with our customers. In today's digital age, it's often the first impression that people get of your business and the value it brings to their everyday life. It's like the old adage, you only get one chance to make a positive first impression. So let me ask you a question. As a business owner, do you know how to start an e-commerce conversation to maximize your earning potential and the value you bring to your customers? Well, according to Forbes, 21% of business owners today report low website traffic issues with their websites, making it increasingly difficult to maximize their profits and leave their most value. And my friend, Matthew Stafford, is here to help. Optimize your website and increase your online presence. Matt is the mad scientist behind the data and the development of the BGS Optimization Revenue System, as well as the BGS Revenue Optimization Team, which is comprised of 40 full-time experts. He and his team help people's websites sell more based on the traffic they're already receiving. You won't catch Matt calling himself the Shopify expert when it comes to website optimization. In fact, he and his team are very selective of the people that they work with. And from a personal perspective, Stafford says that he gets the most satisfaction out of helping mom and pop shops succeed through website optimization in order for them to line their pockets with cash and their businesses with customers who routinely come through the door thanks in large part to the content they see on their website and Stafford join me this week to tell me more. I'm Kevin McShan. Let's have this conversation. Take a moment to welcome 
welcome you to the program, my friend, and I'm super excited to talk to you how, about how you help people uh, sell more through their websites. Great to see you this afternoon, and thank you so very much for being here, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, Matthew, I know that your day job is all about helping people sell more uh, through uh, their websites and, re and really taking advantage of the traffic that already exists on their website. And so tell me uh, how you got to where you are today and what makes you so fabulous, my friend? Well, um, I was really good actually at Facebook traffic and um, I made a lot of sales that way, but what I realized was the average store that we were sending um, traffic to was only converting at about three, three percent, four percent. And so for every hundred people that came there, we only had four buyers. And so my thought process was everybody else is trying to get another hundred people to come to their store. Why don't I just get four of the 96 people that left to buy and I doubled my business. Yeah, absolutely, my friend. And tell me, what do they think is the fundamental key to really optimizing your website traffic to make the maximum amount of revenue? Uh, well, there's actually, it, it's an entire system. Uh, so each page, uh, basically has a particular um, function. And so like your homepage is designed to build trust and then give you easy navigation. Obviously your collection page is basically a filter, which is gonna increase the navigation to pinpoint what they're looking for. And then your checkout and cart, those are then um, obviously the ones where you transact the money. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Matthew, I know you describe yourself as a mad scientist and you're all about uh, data and the development of uh, sort of your revenue optimization system, which you uh, just briefly went over. So tell me why you consider yourself to be a mad scientist and what uh, is the key to really optimization in your view to get the most out of it, my friend? Um, yeah, I guess the reason being is uh, I enjoyed going through the numbers to try to, what I looked at it as is a big problem that I had to solve. Um, and I feel like if two people, three people out of a hundred come to your site and those are the ones that buy, and the overwhelming majority leave, uh, that means that there's something wrong uh, or something that can be improved. And so the way that you do that, or the way that we do it every single day is we use data. So um, for sure we have like best practices that always work, but essentially what we do is we tag everything on the site and then we look at that data constantly to see what's working, what's not working, and then make um, some guesses as to what we could test that would help it convert better. And by doing that, um, we'll systematically continue to 
increase the conversions. Um, and sometimes, you know, obviously we, we run tests that don't win um, and the data tells us that. And so all through those learnings, the point of it is so that we could obviously increase the increase the number of conversions and the customer's satisfaction going through the site. So if they struggle to go through the site to make a sale, um, you might have got them as a customer, but they're going to remember that it was difficult. And so we're trying to make um, them shopping on the website as easy as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Matthew, I know at heart you're an entrepreneur and you've run your own businesses as well. So I'm curious, what do you think makes a great manager as a leader, my friend, from a business perspective? Hmm. Well, one, uh, I think that you have to be you have to be radically honest with yourself and with others. Um, I think that there's a lot of um, unnecessary tension and difficulty with communication because people are afraid to speak the truth. Um, uh, and you definitely need to use tact to do that. But the other part is um, I think that you need to care about the other person as well um, and make sure that they actually enjoy what they're doing too. Cause when people uh, communicate well. Uh, you don't really. Here, let me think of a, a better way to phrase it. Would be um, you don't normally have a business problem. You normally have a people problem. And so, when you learn how to be honest and you learn how to communicate well, um, the people problems go away and the business does very well. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, as just one uh, final follow up on, on this point, my friend. So, you know, um, as I'm going to share just a bit about myself. So I was born with what's called uh, spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy. Uh, simply means that I, I don't have enough oxygen in my legs to walk normally. And I help organizations uh, outside of hosting this podcast really uh, build an inclusive culture. So when we talk about creating an inclusive culture and business. I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on how we can infuse more people with uh, disabilities into the workforce and make it more inclusive overall. What are your thoughts then? Hmm. Well, how are we going to make it more inclusive? First off, I, I think that you, there has to be an awareness created. Um, and yeah, that's it's a really good question. To be honest, I don't have a great answer. Um, I would love for you to share with me um, maybe a resource that you have. What I would say is um, there's probably a lot of people that would uh, be more inclusive if they understood um, what people could do and what they couldn't do in order to be uh, useful. Yeah, absolutely, my friend. And I'll uh, be happy to share some uh, resources with you uh, when I send you uh, th this episode, for sure. But I know that you also work with some of the top companies on their website optimization. And I'm curious, from your perspective, Matthew, what have you learned about formulating relationships and, and how to meet people where they are? Because 
this is all about relationships as well. So I'm curious to ask you about what's the key to forming great relationships in business? Um, For me, it's always been uh, to provide value first. Um, A lot of people are very quick to be like, uh, well, how much, how much, how much? And I've always found uh, it works better for me if I play the long game, which means I'm happy um, to provide value for free. And hopefully it's enough um, that then you choose to work with us. And if not, um, what happens typically is even if those people don't use us or it's not a good fit, uh, they refer people because we had a good relationship. We we gave them value. Um, it just might not be a good fit as far as like how much it costs to hire us. And so we get a lot of work, um, obviously, from the people that say yes. And then we also get them as referrals from the others. Yeah, you really have to know your audience and know uh, uh, your value proposition, don't you? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Ab- absolutely. So. Matthew, in a general sense, I'm curious to ask you the key to really making your website uh, more uh, maximum optimal. What I mean by that is I'll give you an example. So, uh, uh, for for instance, I have a website and I'm a, a motivational speaker outside of hosting this podcast. So, for someone like me looking to optimize the performance of my website or in general what are, what are the fundamental keys to making your website perform better great question um i'm going to give you two two answers one um we always say uh clarity trumps persuasion and a lot of times people uh work very hard to um, put off this persona of a certain aspect. And so what I would say is a lot of times that ends up making the message unclear or watered down. And so you don't get as good a response from it. Um, we actually say, you know, would Homer Simpson understand this or would Homer Simpson be able to figure it out? In other words, just keep it very, very simple. Um, the second the second answer to that question would be, I believe that you have to look at your website as your client, not as the owner of the website. Because as the owner of the website, you look at it all the time and you understand what you mean and what you're trying to get across. But when you can um, flip the paradigm a little bit and, and come to your site with the question, how do I find uh, the solution to this problem, or how do I find what I'm looking for if I'm looking for this, and then go through the site and notice what works well, uh, what you have to look for, things like that. And when you start visiting your site as a as a visitor with a problem rather than the owner trying to make a sale, uh, the website will actually be much clearer and and it will convert much higher. Yeah, and, and you know. Uh, Matthew, I, I know that uh, some people have referred to you as the sort of the Shopify of optimization. And while you may not like that moniker in certain uh, circumstances, I, I know that you're uh, selective sometimes of the people you work with because not 
every person is right for every business relationship. So I'm curious about how you go about uh, uh, determining who you're going to work with and uh, what, what sort of criteria you, you use, buddy. Yeah, so we're we're in a pretty nice um, scenario where we get we get to choose who we work with, and we want to make sure that um, every day when we come to work that we enjoy it. It's fun, um, and so we want other people that are uh, growth oriented, um, open minded, so that we can uh, you know continue to try things, test things, and uh, find those wins uh, for us. Uh, you know, if it gets if it gets stagnant, we get frustrated as well because we really want um, we want to win too, and so uh, that's what we're looking for. And so for us, uh, we really want that positive experience when we choose someone to work with. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, uh, uh, Matthew, I know that uh, you're someone who loves uh, solving uh, customer impediments in their journey to what they're looking for from a marketing and sort of uh, data perspective. So tell me about uh, finding those uh, diamonds in the rough and really helping people through uh, their impediments when they're looking to optimize their website and their business. Why does that bring you the most passion, my friend? Yeah, that's that's another good question. I I just um I enjoy and I get a lot of fulfillment out of um helping people. And so typically the reason uh somebody's site isn't working well is they haven't figured out uh what the what the blockage is or what the problems that the customers are having with it. And so for me, um going in and finding that uh, it actually takes work and, and uh, you know, thinking and learning and growing. And so for me, uh, I, I think that makes me uh, feel useful. And also uh, when, when I uh, win, then I feel very fulfilled that I helped them um, make more sales. And typically, you know, these websites are how people make their living. And so I also know that when I help your website sell more, uh, you have the ability to go take care of, you know, or live the dream that you expected when you started it. Yeah, absolutely. And you brought up an interesting point when you said that, uh, you know, people use the, their websites as their primary way of selling things. And I'm, I'm curious, coming out of COVID specifically and having everything transition to a digital age, Matthew, how important is it? Uh, now more than ever to optimize the potential of your website? Yeah, so before COVID, about 10% of people or about 10% of sales were made online. Um, during COVID, that went up to about 33%. And now it's dropped back down uh, to about 27%. So even though a lot of us use websites all the time, uh, it's still not the majority of sales. And so there's a lot there. I feel like we're in all reality, we're still early adopters. Um, E-commerce has evolved so much just in the last five or six years. 
um, who knows where it will be in the next five or six. And so for us, um, our goal is as long as we're providing information to people about how to help their websites sell more, uh, that requires us to be on the on the front end, um, figuring things out and trying to help create that change. Yeah, and from a digital perspective, Matthew, I'm curious to ask you about sort of the shift of everything going digital. You know, there's streaming services, there's uh, less people buying cable packages because uh, everything is going digital now. So tell me about the importance of creating a competitive advantage through your website and to really make yourself stand out. How important do you think that is? Um, I think it goes back to people forget um, that their website is dealing with other people uh, because it feels impersonal. But the truth of the matter is your website is your conversation with your client or with your customer. And so if your website isn't a good communicator, uh, they're going to they're gonna go find somebody's who's is. And it's the same as in our regular human interactions. Like some people you're going to be able to communicate with well and clearly, and you're going to choose that over one that's difficult. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Matthew, from a, a business perspective, I, I'm curious to ask you, what sort of mistakes do you think people make when they roll out business website, business websites? So what do you think are some of the most common mistakes that people make when they roll out a business website? Um, I would say that uh, they include too much information. Um, the truth of the matter is uh, 20% of the people that visit your site um, do 80% of the volume. And so if you get really, really crystal clear on which 20% is creating that volume, then you uh, become a lot more specific in addressing them and you'll watch your website grow. Um, you know, we've had lots of sites grow two, three X, four X um, over a year. And so in that process, um, I mean, and, and when I say that we've had sites do that, I'm talking about sites already doing a million dollars a month, go to 5 million a month in 12 months. Um, so it's, it's a, it's an enormous amount of increase. And what that is, is it's just focusing on the right people, not uh, trying to speak to everybody. Yeah, and Matthew, I just want to quickly go back to the, the, the concept of value proposition and really solving a problem through uh, your businesses. Another way that I've seen that businesses really generate multiple levels of income. So how um, important, I guess, do you think it is that business websites clearly communicate value propositions and how they uh, service customers to make their lives easier? How important do you think that is? Um, it sounds self-serving, uh, but it's really it's human nature. Um, we are all concerned about what we need. And so if the website 
if the website isn't speaking to that person, um, they're basically going to tune it out. And like you said, uh, where before, if you were lumped into a cable package, you kind of made your sales by default because you were lumped in with maybe a, a good provider and they gave these other channels. And so you get some money. Nowadays, with how fragmented everything is, if you don't do a great job connecting with your customer, they don't have to do business with you. They can just get that one thing uh, from someone else who's doing it better. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, uh, I'm also curious to ask you about influence in the e-commerce because you, you know, there's so many um, uh, sales courses or or courses out there that uh, have an offering and a, and that's the primary offering of a business or an e-commerce side, but you uh, take sort of a uh, no filter approach in terms of really narrowing down to the nitty gritty of what people need to know from an e-commerce standpoint. So, as an e-commerce e-commerce educator, Matthew, I'm curious to get your thoughts on why your perspective or the way that you help educate people is superior over others. Because I, I know you like to keep it simple, right? Yeah, I. I, I would. Hmm. I don't think that ours is the only way, but I certainly know that it works uh, because the percentage of people that succeed that use our information um, is astronomically better than average. And I think the reason for that is uh, what we teach is a lot based on um, human behavior. It's not like tip, tips and tricks and hacks that are working right now that maybe will stop working in three or four months. So we do uh, a lot, a lot of work on understanding um, how people browse websites, how people think, what they need to know in order to feel comfortable to make a decision, uh, how we get their attention, all of that stuff. And it's not through... Um, not through tricking them or creating sales or whatever. It's really making sure that that customer journey is uh, customer focused. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, uh, yeah, just building on that, Matt, Matthew, I'm curious to get your thoughts on how, how you're seeing out there people are uh, browsing websites and uh, what gives them the most attention span these days. So, well, what are you seeing from a friend perspective that you think all business owners need to do? Hmm. So we don't we don't run any media, uh, but media companies are our best referral source because uh, if we make the website convert better, they can drive more media. So I would say uh, one of the things that we do to help support them is the ads that are driving people to the site, uh, we make sure that the site is congruent or looks the same, feels the same as the ads that are working. And by doing that, um, I think that that gets rid of some of the noise. It creates more trust. And, uh, you know, 
it used to be fine to just show, throw up a store, put a bunch of products on it and run ads to it. But over the last, you know, six to eight years, e-commerce has really evolved. And so now um, you need to take it serious. It's not it's not a drop shipping business anymore. It is uh, you create a brand over time by having a good good website, good customer experience, great customer service, and then you can obviously then sell sell products to those people over and over. Yeah, uh, and to be a, a more granular in that sense, uh, Matthew, Matthew, I know that build, grow, and scale are three words that you use uh, primarily with your clients and the people you serve, my friend. So yeah. what does build, grow, and scale mean to you? Yeah, so build is um, the phase where you're determining what you have uh, that you want to sell or what idea you want to bring to the world. Uh, the grow is once it's built, um, obviously, you got to optimize it and test it and know know what works. And then the scaling part is you've kind of figured it out. You have a good product. You know there's an audience for it. Your site works okay. Um, but now what it does is it really takes um, some experts in order to help it, you know, go to that next level. Yeah, absolutely. And Matthew, from a personal perspective, what brings you the most energy and juice or enthusiasm for the work that you do, my friend? Hmm. I I just, I get excited about... Um, the website's making more sales and the amount of revenue that we generate. And so uh, I, I legitimately get up excited and I really enjoy what I do. So I don't uh, really feel, even though I work a lot of hours, I don't feel like I work that hard. Well, you know, uh, Matthew, I always say if you, you find something you're passionate about, you don't work a day in your life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. My friend, I'm fascinated because I know that you've worked with uh, some high-profile clients. So tell me about uh, some of your favorite clients and some of your favorite memories along the way as well. Yeah, so um, that's true. We've been able to work with some really um, great clients. Uh, we worked for Mark Cuban companies. That was actually a good experience. Uh, we worked for Discovery Channel, Scientific America, um, Matthew Berry, uh, so some really big national names, quite a few other ones. Um, I would tell you though, in all reality, I actually enjoy working with the, um, the mom and pop owned stores more and watching them win. Uh, it's very easy to get, uh, bogged down in the bureaucracy of those very large organizations and not really feel like you make a difference. And uh, so I really honestly, like when I see a husband and wife or a husband that's trying to get out of his corporate job and we help them succeed, uh, those those actually are a lot more fun to deal with and have fun working with. Yeah, it's all about paying it forward, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Matt, uh, from a personal perspective, how do you define prosperity in life? I'm, I'm fascinated uh, to get your answer there. Yeah, I would say prosperity means um, 
that you you have your fill your own cup up and so that way when you serve other people um you're serving them from a full cup and uh if you can do that uh when you don't need anything from anyone else uh you can go into your interactions and be able to serve at the highest level and for me um i think that 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 provides the most amount of uh satisfaction and prosperity yeah absolutely and you know imagine when you look at optimizing or scaling a website's performance uh, just talk uh, for a moment about uh, how uh that can make a business owner's life so much easier from a business operation standpoint and how it increases their bank account as well because it makes a difference if you can optimize a website doesn't it oh yeah 100% so one uh you have higher customer satisfaction um so they come back and buy more often which means you don't have to uh, um spend as much to acquire the customers to stay in business um you actually convert at a higher rate with your cold traffic um all of those things uh generate a lot more net profit and so um that gives you the choices to be able to fund the business properly rather than bootstrap it um with very limited funds and we've done both and uh if we nail it and we get it right and we have uh really good conversions and repeat customer rate uh that tends to make running the business a lot more fun and a lot easier yeah you know Matthew I have two uh more questions for you and the first is I want to go back to that Homer Simpson analogy you used earlier. So for someone that has that great business idea but doesn't really know how to optimize a website, what are uh, three or five uh, simple steps that even Homer Simpson could do uh, to uh, optimize a website uh, more effectively? Yeah, I think it was Henry Ford that said some of the hardest work that you'll ever do is thinking and that's why so many people don't do it. And so I guess if you're going to Homer Simpson it, what that means to me is you have to do a lot of extra thinking in order to make it um very very simple and uh then that way your message is clear and not confusing. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, imagine the final question for you is how I end all of my podcasts, my friend, and that's by asking you about your own personal and professional legacy and how you want that to be defined. Um, for me, I certainly have um aspirations to create a legacy for children. Um, I did not have a a wonderful childhood, uh, but it uh taught me to become who I am and I'm so I'm very grateful for it and through that um I would love to set up uh things that help children uh learn what I've learned uh much younger than than I did well you know it's like riding a bike the more you do it and the earlier you do it the better you get at it right yeah 100% absolutely my friend and and tell me uh finally Matthew if people want to get connected with the good work that you're doing my friend what's the best way they can do that 
Um, then go right to the website at buildgrowscale.com. Um, and it's very easy to navigate, hopefully, <laughs> since that's what we do. And uh, Or they could email me at matt at buildgrowscale.com. Well, fabulous, Matt. I really enjoyed our conversation about website optimization and your uh, time in business, my friend. I want to thank you for engaging in conversation with me and bringing your energy and enthusiasm. It's most appreciated. Thank you. I, I enjoyed it as well.